What would happen if you had let a red brick era hot topic make an anime? We're about to find out. We had Lauren watch Soul Eater, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, weeb of all traits, and pompous petty perfectionist, PJ. And me, not the most annoying character in the show, but unfortunately his weapon, Skylar. And joining us today as always is our dear friend and newest student at the DWMA, Lauren. Hi, I'm always hungry and usually when it's inconvenient, so. Hopefully no matter how hungry you get, you aren't trying to eat the souls of other living creatures. Yikes. As this week we are continuing through Supernatural Month with the anime Soul Eater. Yum, yum, yum. Lauren, tell me that name alone. What do you think this anime is going to be about? Well, I think this is going to be about a supernatural being who eats souls because I figured that was a part of the anime this yeah week. yeah oh wow yeah i think that's i think that's a i think it's a fair guess thank you thank you i'm impressed thank you so much uh i think this supernatural being is gonna be evil like a demon or like a monster and he's consuming the living souls of creatures and other humans and that sort of thing and our heroes are tracking him down to stop him from doing this because it Classic. sounds pretty horrific yeah to eat souls of other living things so that's what i think this is gonna be about so the name is based off of the main antagonist of the show as opposed to the heroes of the show correct yes what's the driving force like what are our heroes like in this like are they like regular people trying to stop this monster are they part of an association like what's the vibe you get what like when you picture the soul eater anime where where do you go i go sort of on the bleach lines where they they do have a an association that they're all working together and some of them have been training for a very long time some of them you know you always have like that one character who just kind of fell into this world but they kind of have the right skills and or mindset to like take this guy on um so you have like your trained professionals and you have your brand new to the circuit person and they're going to work together to stop this soul eater. Okay. Okay. Well, what do you saw the poster? Did your thoughts change at all? Yeah, it changed completely um, because this emblem at the top in between the soul and eater uh, looks like Pac-Man <laughs> to me, kind of. <laughs> Like the one of the ghosts. And so now I'm thinking this is a Jumanji type situation where these kids get sucked into an arcade game called Soul Eater and now they have to get out of it. Honestly, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's where my brain went. And there are quite a few children slash characters on this poster. So I'll get right into it. There is uh, this man down in front with the white spiky hair and the emblem soul on his headband. Um, he has pointy teeth and we have learned slash I have learned that pointy teeth does not a bad person make. So I've learned my lesson. I love this for you. Thank you thank so you. much. This is this is gross. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've I've sat with myself a lot for this one. And you know what? I realized I was wrong. So um, I have made this person our protagonist. He's our main hero. Um, 
And I think that he is this game's expert. I think he has played this arcade game Soul Eater so much. He knows it frontwards, backwards. He knows all those extra bonus levels. And he's going to be the one who like gets them through to the end of the game. And then we have behind him a blue spiky haired person. And this is the punk boy. He is definitely the bully for our print for our protagonist. And he's going to have to learn to get along with him because this soul eater expert boy is the one who like he knows how to get through the game and the bully doesn't. So he's going to really have to start to get along with his antagonist if he's going to want to beat the game. Then we have this smiling tall girl in the back who looks very sweet. She definitely just comes to the arcade because her younger siblings go there to play after school and she's just there to like babysit them. She knows absolutely nothing about the game, <laughs> but she she does know a little bit about martial arts based on um, parts of her outfit I can see. I think she, she knows how to fight. So she's going to be the one who actually knows how to like physically fight the the game bosses they come up against. Hell so yeah, she'll, yeah, girl power. See, there you go. Yeah, the soul boy knows the game. She's going to be the one who actually is like the competent fighter in this group. Okay. And okay. then we move on to this very aggressive, angry girl who is in the middle. She is, I'm saying she's our preppy kid. She knows all about like the game theory, right? She's like read the manual. She knows all about these different arcade games. She knows all about them at a high level, but she hasn't done a lot of gameplay herself. So she thinks she knows what's going on, but the soul boy actually knows what's going on. They'll probably end up fighting a lot. But she'll end up helping him remember those secret bonus levels and that one other boss that's hidden in the shadows on this one section, that sort of thing. Right. And then we have, I'm assuming these two are sisters, the blonde ladies, the one standing in the back who also looks upset and the one crouching who looks not upset. So the taller sister is definitely the older sister who's very competitive. She needs to win all of the time. She casually plays and like is very good at winning money. She'll do that whole thing where she's like, oh, we'll play for money and I've never played before and she'll lose super fast. So they'll put more money or more tokens into it. And then she is the one who wins all of them in the end because she actually knows what she's doing. So that's the tall sister's vibe. The short sister is definitely just at the arcade for like the pizza and the prizes that you win from all of the tickets. So she's going to be the one who's kind of just having more fun in this. She doesn't know anything about the game or how to fight. She's just kind of sucked into it and is more of the lightheartedness of the the group. And we have this Tim Burton boy with his... (laughs) Tim, Burton, Tim Burton boy. Tim Burton boy. He is in black and white. He has stripes. Tim Burton loves stripes. He has like this. I see. I see that, and I go far more like My Chemical Romance than I do Tim Burton. Yeah. I see. I do see a My Chemical Romance Black Parade era type of vibe for sure. I I immediately thought Tim Burton just because he has like maybe a like skull cravat slash tie at his neck. I can't tell. Oh, it you looks... mean like all of the Black Parade? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, kind of all of like Black Parade. Okay, so this is our My Chemical Romance Tim Burton boy. Our 2008 Hot Topic boy, if you will. <laughs> there you yes, go. There 2008 go. Hot Topic boy. He knows how to play the games, but he can't let anyone n- know that he knows how to play the games, Why? if that makes sense. He's the games the, are for fucking preps. Yeah, <laughs> he's, that, he's that goth kid who like hangs out in front of the arcade and like smokes and is like too good for this place, you know? He's gothic, okay? Yeah. He's that, he's that one guy from uh, letter Kenny. This is Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> gender bin. Oh my god. But he definitely knows Soul Eater, the game, really super well. And he actually becomes the second in command to the boy with the white hair. And they end up like really helping each other get through the game. So yeah, that's our little 2008 Hot Topic boy. And then I did not forget them this time. There is a magical cat in the corner of this poster. I see them. There they are. And I'm saying this is the the mascot in the game and is now their NPC guide through the world. So this cat is the one who's leading them through different levels and who's connected to the game, but is also trying to actively help them leave because there's a boss at the end who will eat their souls if they don't escape because that's that's what they're fighting against. So that's what I think Soul Eater's about. I mean, I love that. I think this sounds like a phenomenal anime. I would watch the hell out of this. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Even if you weren't right, this is a strong contender for uh, an anime pitch meeting in the future. Oh, wow. I think this sounds like a fun time and I'm excited to watch it potentially. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we do that as we go ahead and take a quick break to watch episodes one and two of Soul Eater. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Soul Eater. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I'm not going to lie. I'm not sold on this one. I huh, Really? Yeah, I'm kind of right now. I'm in that thanks, but no thanks bus. Lauren's literally <laughs> like, quite disappointment right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> right at the top. Listen, I'm excited to see what we talk about and like what else comes out of context. But as of right now, after watching episodes one and two, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sold. That's what? interesting. I really like you're not I, sold. Eh, oh, ah, 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 no, see, oh. I personally, uh, I really like this anime. I think it's such a fun time. Mm-hmm. I love the characters. I love the design. I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker for Atsushi Okubo's like art style. Well, well, but you know what? Let's kind of talk about that first. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, Soul Eater is based on the manga by Atsushi Okubo, who we covered earlier this month for their newer project, Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ran in monthly Shonen Gangen from May 2004 to August 2013 for 25 total volumes. A spinoff manga titled Soul Eater Not also ran in the magazine from January 2011 to November 2014 for five volumes. The anime was directed by Takuya Igarashi and was done by Studio Bones for TV Tokyo, airing from April 2008 to March 2009 for 51 episodes. There was also an anime adaptation of Soul Eater Not that aired from April to July of 2014 for 12 episodes. In addition to all of this, there was also a drama CD, three video games, and a series of art books titled Soul Art. With that, let's jump into episodes one and two. Meister Maka Albarn and her weapon partner Soul Eater have collected 99 Kishin souls, souls of weapon meisters and death sites who have eaten human souls, causing their souls to become corrupt and turn into what they call Kishin, and only need the soul of a witch to turn soul into a death site. The two seek out the witch Blair, who frequently gets the better of them and tries to seduce Soul. During a battle, Soul tricks Blair into thinking he wants to abandon Maka and become her weapon, allowing Maka to take her soul. Unfortunately, nothing happens when Soul eats it, as Blair turns out to be a magical cat rather than a witch and had merely lost one of her nine souls. As penalty for this mistake, Lord Death confiscates all the souls they've collected, forcing them to start over. Following a failed attempt at collecting the 99 souls of mobster Al Capone and his men, assassin Blackstar and his weapon Tsubaki track them down to the residence of witch Angela, only to find they have all been killed by Angela's bodyguard Mifune. 
Blackstar fights Mifune, but is easily beaten due to his lack of skill and is an assassin. When Mifune insults him, however, Blackstar accuses him of trying to upstage him and successfully utilizes a surprise attack that defeats him. However, Blackstar decides not to kill him or Angela once he discovers the witch to be a helpless young girl. In addition, he declines collecting the mobster's souls since he himself did not defeat them, and that's episodes one and two of Soul Eater. Now, Lauren, Skyler. we're teetering on a kawaii disappointment. Spoiler alert, <laughs> you guys. Um, is it because of Black Star? Because I agree. It is 95% because of Black Star, yes. I know. So, okay. So, Skylar had this complaint. I know a lot of people have this complaint about Black Star. I, and I just, I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, he's clearly supposed to be annoying so that he can grow to stop being annoying. Like, it's like, I just don't understand. Yes. I mean, I. What what about that is so off-putting? It's it's him, right? Because, I mean, it was the same thing with Naruto, right? Where he is that annoying kid and he doesn't know any better. And he is supposed to, like, learn and grow and get his skills as the show goes on. But he's not as annoying. Yes. And you see these pockets of his humanity and like his emo swing times, his emo swing time, if you will, where you do see why he's acting the way he's acting. And you see him when he's not around people and just how desperate he is for all of this acceptance. But you don't get that with Blackstar. You just get that. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's like not to say that you guys are like jumping the gun, but like at the end of the day, Blackstar is one of three main characters in the show. Yeah. And we're, we're not even done being introduced to all the main characters, right? You clearly know by the end of episode two, you still need the setup of Death the Kid before you even say, get into the show. Yes. In Naruto, he is the main character. So, of course, you already get that exposition mm-hmm. right off the bat. That's like being like, well, I watched the first 10 minutes of Naruto and I think he's annoying. I refuse to watch the rest of the show. But not having that same level of character development is detrimental when you haven't... You even gotten a chance to get to the character development but i feel like it's so obvious that, that the character development is there and coming no well okay so i've been getting through the whole season and i get it and i feel like if lauren had watched episode one and three and i know that's not the concept but i feel no, like but if i still disagree because one and three she would have liked the show a lot more yes but see i think when we did episode one and three for naruto it makes sense because episode two is pointless it's just filler. Yeah, yeah. It's but filler. you can't all of episode one two and three are so important to the show because they are literally there to introduce you to your three main characters mm-hmm. it's not an unimportant show it's not episode two of naruto like introducing you to konohamaru for no reason it's introducing you to the second strongest character in the show mm-hmm. right i think this is just a problem you have with my personality because you're kind of experiencing this with me with um attack on titan because we now have like adult sexy demure understanding aaron but his annoyingness really just killed the character for me forever mm-hmm. so you're not allowing the character to grow i'm saying like i appreciate his growth and everything but like it can't be undone it's kind of like um if hitler got a sympathy arc everything he did okay up until being, that- like, kind of <laughs> fucking annoying isn't being hitler skyler oh my god listen i'm not saying that i don't see what they're trying to do with black star i understand that he is meant to be like this so that we can see him change and grow and become different as the show goes on that said he had an entire episode to himself and not once not a single time did i like this kid at all i felt bad for every single person around him including al capone which is really (laughs) rough (laughs) so okay 
How about this, PJ? Because again, I have seen him in other capacities. And like, I understand. I feel like if I was much younger, I would have thought he was like funnier. Um, There's a lot of aspects of the show that I'm like, okay, I would like this a lot more if I was like in high school. Hmm. For example, like fan service is something that I never like really minded. And in this, it's just... It kind of like is a little off putting. And I know that's not I know it's not like made for me specifically. It's just interesting because like in high school, it would be like, ooh, sexy cat girl. Love this titties. And I'm just like, (laughs) we get it. Like right now, I'm like, I get it. You're hot. Um, It feels like kind of a grooming situation. I'm not into it. And I mean, Black Star aside, there were other aspects of the show that just didn't sit well with me, too. And one of them was what her her dad. He's with Death for like the death first scythe. episode. Death, oh, he, the death dad. Oh, my God. I can't stand him either. He's he's the worst. Death was the coolest character. And I'm very excited about Death the Kid. And I guess, like, this is where, like, I don't have a problem with you guys disliking the characters. But I think the thing that not that confuses me, but it's like the show clearly doesn't want you to like these characters, right? So then like, why and, am I and, watching that them? That sucks because I like the other characters. No, but yes. that's the point, right? Because again, you guys are in a prologue setup part of the show and the show isn't even like like to say like then why am I watching these characters that's that's like no like because like a show is allowed to have characters that you are supposed to not sympathize with and not like because that's how you get a either to like them or b where you I mean because characters are allowed to be flawed and especially characters are allowed to be unlikable Mm -hmm. because that's how you get a dynamic cast if every single character in a show is perfect and likable then there's no there's no conflict there's no nothing to grow from but clearly the show isn't saying like oh yeah look at how charming death size is look at how fucking delightful black star is anytime black star does fucking anything everyone is like we fucking hate you black star you're stupid as fuck and anytime death size does anything death scythe does anything every character is like you're so fucking annoying death scythe and it's like it's clearly there and set up to be like these are not characters that we want you to like right now their personalities are unlikable and we understand that they are playing onto the trope of a dead Pete father and an annoying know-it-all kid. Mm -hmm. They're there for that purpose. Yes. Yes. And in other, like, media, like, it's usually, I just don't, because I don't mind the dad. I think the dad, I've seen that character just so many times. Mm -hmm. Looking at you, Hormia, I like it. Like, there's so many examples I like it. It just doesn't appeal to me in this sense and in just, like, this form. And I think that's, like, okay, like, I, I really like the show Soul Eater. I just think he's really fucking annoying. He hasn't completely killed the show for me. But I do know, I could add Lauren to the list, but I do know another person who literally could not get into the show because uh, Black Star was just that annoying to them. Mm-hmm. I'm a very character-heavy person. I stop watching media or reading books or what have you if I don't connect with at least one character. If I'm getting into something and there's not anybody that I'm connecting with or that I'm interested in seeing their journey, I drop it. So Maka and Soul also didn't do anything for you? They were fine. I I had no problems with them. I didn't, they weren't my favorites of the group. So I was excited to see the third one come in, but that's in the third episode. Um, But right now, I, if this was it, 
if it was, hey, just these two episodes and nothing else, I'd probably say, well, then I'm probably not going to continue. And I just wanted to ask, like, oh, like, is this what killed it for you? Because I completely understand when I watched, like, episode two, I was like, damn, do I want to continue? And I did continue. And again, I do really like this anime. I need everyone to know that. Um, I love the concept. It's just so fucking interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just really dislike this character. Yeah, but I mean, like, the world is super cool. I do enjoy death in this like iteration. I think his personality and how he's portrayed is extremely interesting. And I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. He's fun. He's goofy. He's cute. He's, he's very goth. Dumbledore. Like Dumbledore. He was just <laughs> <laughs> Not the mysterious ticking noise. But yes, you know, I did. I liked a lot of aspects of this show. But because none of the cast of characters appeal to me personally, that's ultimately what made me be like, I don't think I don't know if this one's for me. So this is a conversation I've been like thinking about a lot, uh, like topic wise is like because a lot of people do have problems with fan service, which is completely valid. Mm -hmm. And I don't usually mind it depending on like which anime we're watching as an asexual. How do you feel about like the over sexualization of like women in this anime? It the I felt like that was what the first episode was all about. I know it wasn't, but there was so much of it and I don't think of it ever. So there was just a lot of it because in between like the sexy witch and then bringing Maka down for not being attractive when she's extraordinarily competent and at she's her a job. cutie pie. And she's she is adorable, right? She's just not like the that witch like cat Buxom. sexy. Yes. Um I was like, this is such a weird this is such a weird thing to like be focusing on right now when there's other things going on. Yeah. So I just was it didn't add anything to the story for me because I was just like, okay. But it I didn't mean, take anything away, right? No, I just thought it was a very odd yeah. choice. Yeah. And again, this is made for like younger boys. So like it is funny yeah, and it but, is appealing. No, but at the same time, I don't necessarily agree with that justification of fan service either. I think it's a discourse a discourse that's been happening a lot in like the Anitwit space that I've like witnessed a lot lately. Yeah. I think saying like, well it's not for you, it's for boys is kind of reductive mm. because then yeah, it just paints right. this idea that like, well, you know, all boys are just horny little demons that all they want to <laughs> see is booba. Like <laughs> That's, I mean, which is which is like partially true. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but like I also think like you know it's something that has been a was a big debate because of a few creators brought up like the the kind of issue that everyone has with like a uh, monthly Young Jump because Young Jump is a manga magazine like something like a gongan uh joker or like a shonen jump but young jump specifically also is like low-key like a maxim magazine or something where the cover is always a human like model in like skimpy clothes and it's like go to the middle of the manga pages to like see like super horny pictures of this person like you know something like a maxim like right. a like sports illustrated swimsuit like something like that and mm-hmm. people are like why is this necessary this is like an iconic manga magazine you don't need to rely on this to sell like copies like you have some of the greatest you have stories like kingdom in here you have great stories in here why are you relying on sexualization to sell that mm-hmm. and then you know a lot of users were like oh it's marketed to boys maybe fucking let the boys have their boobs and I mm. uh, don't disagree I don't like 
like don't get me wrong i understand the demographics that they're pushing towards but someone someone said this point that i agree with which just is like yes i understand that this is marketed towards men and it's marketed towards a young male audience so of course there's always going to be you know sexualization here and there mm-hmm. but does sexualization have to be such an important part of it that like it's like pivotal to your experience yes and if it's gone and it doesn't have it doesn't garner that same level of success then does that mean that you were over relying on it i mm-hmm. think that's a separate conversation than the one we're specifically saying about just the general uh fan service of this anime but i i mean like i think it's important to have the conversation of like fan service i think has its place right like i think dress up darling yeah, something like Dress of Darling, uh, I loved. And, you know, it's, it is very fan servicey, but I think it does fan service in this very, like, innocent and realistic way. I think it does and, it in a very, like, po- and you know, it's very female empowering to fan service. It's not like the male gaze, you know, well, it's like a I woman. I disagree. It is, it is the male gaze. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, like, she's still in power. Like, she doesn't feel any shame. I think the thing is, yes, she is empowered and she doesn't feel any shame, but it is still the male gaze. I think what makes the fan service, like, more palatable is that it is designed for the male gaze, but the male in the show isn't looking at her it doesn't want to like isn't choosing to objectify her when she is sexualized he's like hey i'm sorry should i not be looking or like you know like he he is very respectful of her boundaries and she then she places where the line is where she's like no i don't mind you seeing me this way i do want you to look at me this way and that is where she is empowered but it is still designed for the male gaze as much as you know is a very respectful boy most of the audience reading it is probably not you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's where it is that complication level of like what is designed for the male gaze versus what isn't to be fair i think if you go into shonen it's designed for the male gaze shonen Mm -hmm. is designed for boys and it's going to have those issues attached to it because we you know especially in japan where it is a very like kind of demographic based society and it's a very you know kind of like patriarchal society Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. when you get into like the sexualization and fan service that happens in something like shoujo uh, or Jose, that's where you start finding a little bit more of that middle ground, right? Of mm-hmm. like, what what do women find sexually driven versus what men find sexually driven? Mm-hmm. And that's why we can't get a season two of any anime and shoujo. Well, I mean, you'd be lucky to get a season one of anime, any anime and shoujo. <laughs> sure. But I don't want this to turn into a debate about like the, you know, the representation of shoujo versus uh, shonen. But back to the fan service of this, like, I do think like, you know, it's a little egregious, but I also try to mm-hmm. be like, well, you know, it's a very, I, the thing it's I always try time. to remember is like, this, this was made in a different time, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. every anime like pre 2010 was like, oh, like, but if we don't put Booba, then who will watch? And again, you know, that's like, why I was like, if I was in high school and this was like, you know, back then, I probably would have like been like, ooh, like this is fun. I like this. Now, is that like because I was a pick me or is that because like I was sexually repressed and I like like looking at women? I think there's just different perspectives on things throughout time. Like, you know, I think like we're di- we're okay with different things at different times, like different periods of time because we grow as people, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially when you are young and like that you're developing all of those feelings, like you look at these things a lot differently. But like, I think the thing that I don't 
I don't. I, I'm. I'm personally like I have no issue with fan service because I think fan service like serves serves its purpose, right? Like it's there, it's fun, it's hot, it's whatever. I what I and I think what I I don't mind fan service nine times out of ten because like it's either so unimportant that it doesn't really matter, like it's mm-hmm. literally just there to be like haha, sexy, or it is done in a way where it can play a purpose, like something like I mean like you know not to say I mean Okubo gets criti- criticism a lot for his fan service like okubo's like a little a little horny boy uh you know because you do have character like the character in fire force who's like basic pe- side power is fan service you know yes <laughs> but yeah. even that it's like it has like a driven story element like he's like putting work into it versus yeah. here even like me who is like a very big like fan service apologist i was like this literally just felt unnecessary yeah for a lot of it We're like I we agree. get it um, yeah. I was gonna say because that side character in Fire Force, like you could definitely see like his style and writing like evolving, obviously, because we all grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, he's like, mmm, sexy girl. But like there, like what you said, there's a whole lot of thought put into it. And it's like something that I did really like. I thought that was really funny about her. And um, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, to both ends of the spectrum, like, you know, fan service has its own place. It has its own thing. I don't super think it was super necessary in this anime. I don't think it uh, was. At least where it was shown. Like, I don't, like, I think, like, I understand where he was trying to go with it, right? Of the, like, oh, is Soul going to be, like, swayed by how hot this witch is? Even dumber in episode two, because, like, I think it would be one thing if. Like, and I'm not saying this would make it better, but I think it would be one thing if, like, Blackstar was kind of like a horny, like, little demon mm-hmm. and, like, was, like, accidentally trying to sneak up on, on, on her and then, like, saw and then saw all the girls in the hot spring and was like, oh my God, like, nosebleed. But both times it was like, I'm going to sneak up on her. And then he was even like, oh no, why am I here? I didn't expect this. So then it just became this thing where it's like, this gag is literally just for fan service. It it's is. It's not even yeah. to be like, oh look, he's a lecherous perv, which, like, not saying that would make it better but at least then it would have like some character uh, some, points yeah exactly right? something. it literally it serves no twice. purpose it literally happens twice and both yes. times it serves no purpose no purpose at all other than just to oh look what happened okay now we're moving on back to the story yeah because it's not even like uh like black star is like oh ho, ho, sexy women he's like oh my god i shouldn't be here exactly and then you're just like but why we did did this earlier why like oh why is this happening again why is this happening again yeah no i totally totally agree this it didn't serve much of a purpose here and if anything especially in the second episode it was kind of just a distraction from what was actually going on Mm -hmm. and that's why i like death the kid i was very excited about the preview for death the kid let me be clear so there is that right but Star was real rough there are elements to death the kid that i'm very curious to see if you like relate to them or if you're just like this is annoying oh oh well, well i mean and i mean i'd say that for all characters honestly i'm a little surprised that you didn't like maka and soul a, lot, a, a little more because i think they're phenomenal characters yeah, even I in love these two maka episodes and soul. i think maka is very cool soul he's he was fine i'm interested i'm intrigued to see more of him do you not but like I thought, the aloofness maybe maybe that's what it was but maka i thought was probably the coolest character in both episodes um i really really enjoyed her but i don't know yeah they were they were okay nothing snagged my attention entirely 
but I didn't dislike them. Right. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news this week, as it is oh so close to our last episode, but go ahead and listen to that one if you want any of our updates. However, if you're craving more Kawhi disappointment, head on over to our Patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus episodes. Later today, we'll also be releasing our Kawhi Desu Archives episode for Itsudatsu My Santa, along with a new series, Ranking of Things, where we take the time to rank some things. This month, we are ranking the top 20 best anime studios from worst to best. Later this week, we close out the month with our June Kawaii Desu wrap-up, where we answer Patreon-submitted questions, list our favorite things from the month, and preview next month's lineup. So if you're excited for any of those episodes, or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we've released, or have planned to come down the pipeline, head on over to our Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment on Patreon, or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our $8 tier, the Eternal Desu patrons, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us if you feel so inclined. Rate us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We will see you all again later this week as we close out Supernatural Month with Black Butler. Now, back to the podcast. really really enjoy this anime i think it's very fun i really like the world obviously i'm a big fan of the world that atsushi okubo builds i think this is great i think fire force is great in terms of just setting and like story tone and structure his art style is so unique and i i personally think this he need he needs fans somewhere, right? Say, he needs somebody. No, you know what? Like when you say he needs fans somewhere, it's 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 most people. People love Blackstar. Oh, that's good. People oh, fucking good. fuck hard with Blackstar. He is the second most popular character in this anime. Like whenever they're like in the in the like because you know a big thing that happens with Shonen. I'm sure it happens with Shoujo too, but it happens a lot in Shonen is they have regular character pep- popularity pulls when they're in the manga when the manga is running. Yeah. Number one is always that's the kid. Number two is always Blackstar. Number three is always Maka. Good for th- good for her, honestly, and I'm glad that. Blackstar gets the the development that he needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think people even like him here. Like, I think people are fans Ugh. of this sta- well, this type of character. I feel like, okay, listen, Um, maybe it's his voice. Because at the end of it, it literally is so funny that he's so, like, self-obsessed that he, like, accidentally wins in, like, such a roundabout kind of way. That is really funny. And I just don't know why when he does it, it's like not funny for me i don't know if it's like the voice because like again there's so many characters like him that i do love and i find so fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. it just i don't know what about him specifically i don't like but i had a very visceral reaction 
Because you know what? I don't mind if you don't like him. He is annoying. But again, like, that's his purpose is to be annoying. You know, at every point that he does anything, everyone is like, he's so fucking annoying. Literally, he's like fighting. And Mifune's like, I feel so fucking bad for your weapon that you, you are his master. Okay. It's I so think, true. I think I might have it. Because again, on paper, I really like it. I think it's fun. I think he just makes me feel exhausted. Mm. So like maybe it's just like an energy thing and I just don't I just don't want to, you know, like feel like I need a nap anytime I see him. You know what I mean? That is part of it is I think this is designed for boys and he is a character that boys can relate to. Because they're mm-hmm. fucking annoying. No, well, I think I, no, no, no. <laughs> I think that is exactly the case. I think it is because Okubo based um based Blackstar off of his oh like his most like the 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 hubristic part of himself he doesn't like. Like he mm-hmm. literally was like, this is all my unearned confidence, like manifest into a character. And I think what is great about a character like this for little boys is for them to see like, hey, this is a character like me and no one in the show likes them until they change. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, a great character yeah. for that. Like it is literally a character designed to be like for little boys to be like, wow, I love Blackstar. Oh, why do people not like him? He's great. And then like they have to see him like grow and change grow. before people like accept him. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, maybe I should grow and change <laughs> before people accept yeah. me. That's fair. So yeah, I think that's it for me. I I guess I just but, did know a lot of people like this who oh, I for find. Sure exhausting and And i think that's where it is like the hard thing of being like adults watching this is we are looking at it like uh well that's fucking annoying yeah (laughs) you know and well because even when i was like in the midst of it it was it's again and this is kind of coming back to like the pick me thing where i just i remember being trapped like at parties in garages with people acting like this and me like literally having to like laugh with and at them or like it would turn very uh not violent but like tense yeah like not great for me and it was kind of like a excommunication like oh you're fucking bitch kind of like thing so it was Mm. a lot of me like holding a drink and like (laughs) um but again i do love like everyone else and i (laughs) even his weapon she's cute she's so sweet she God, the whole time everyone was like, she deserves better. I was like, I fucking agree. She absolutely does. She's so like nice and patient and so good at her job. And it's it is a nice foil for Blackstar, right? Because she is so palatable and she is someone you can like hang out with and just be with because she is so easy. But yeah, I, I want I want a happy ending for her. Right. Yeah. And I do know people personally whose favorite character in the whole like show is Blackstar. And, you know, he is someone that we used to be really close with. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So episode one, I like was immediately sold. Stylistically, this show has like a fucking grip on me. It's so cool. Like when they when you're first seeing them like as a uh, weapon and Meister, you know, just going about eating the souls, fighting and stuff. I was like, the cobblestones, the darkness. I I agree completely. I think this was the question I was going to ask, is did you guys like that um, this is like set in the real world? Like pseudo set in the real world, like where your villains are characters like Jack the Ripper and Al Capone. Capone. 
Oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, I thought it was a very fun like way to play with history. So it's like you have the anchor of real life that we all know and can relate to. So then all this other stuff that's just like balls to the wall crazy, we immediately accept because, well, here's Al Capone and I know yeah. him. So it was a very clever marriage of the two. And I think it works extremely well. And I love how uh, all these different like concepts, you get to play around with color a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, because one of the biggest problems I have with uh, anime of this time, and again, this is just this is just because we're like spoiled now. We're little spoiled babies with where we are <laughs> at uh, with anime. Is if I don't have an original nostalgic like love for something, well, not necessarily. Um, back, you know, back in the day, so much anime during the early two thousands specifically has very like flat color, mm-hmm. um, like character wise, like where it's like, oh, there's not a whole lot of shading. There's not this blah blah blah, and that's fine. Looking at you, Fruits Basket, also just <laughs> ugly, <laughs> ugly-ass design. That's not their fault. The manga has ugly-ass design. But, because uh, I was going to be like, oh, yeah, back in the day. But no, like, because before the early 2000s, we had, like, some really gorgeous-looking anime, very, like, stylistic. And I'm sure this is probably where you're going, but that's what I love. About, one of the things I love about Soul Eater is even for how old it is, it looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. It looks incredible. Like mm-hmm. they did, like Studio Bones put put so much work into making this anime look amazing. But it all, I also owe a lot, you it also owes a lot to Okubo, who like made it a point to make these character designs so vivid, make everything so vivid. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you see like this like heavy breathing blood spurting from its mouth, moon just in the sky, like you can't help but be like engrossed in what is happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sun and moon gives me like hardcore Zelda vibes. <laughs> I see that. Was it Majora's Mask? Is that how you say it? Yeah. But yeah, I completely agree. But also, like, through recording all these episodes, I've found out that my favorite studio is Studio Bones. Um, Because anything they touch, like, visually, gorgeous. And Mm -hmm. it's fantastic to see where they were. Like, how they've always been... This just cements how great they've looked since, like, back in the day to, like, now. Because now the stuff that they have, the stuff that they have now is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And it's just great because it's, like, consistency with improvement. You know what? I think this could be, like, a bonus episode at some point where we, like, look at and actually decide what the best studio is. Who knows? I think if we did, like, an actual side-by-side comparison, I think we could start to, like, make that determination. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, back to what I was saying. Like, you know, like, this is, like, an anime that has a lot of ties to the real world while still being set in its mm-hmm. own world. Yeah. And you also mean characters that are like tied in weird fictional ways like Frankenstein and stuff like that. I mean, not for nothing, but the whole show is set in Nevada. Like <laughs> Nevada? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> That's why we get all that ugly ass desert. The Weapon Meister Academy is, is, is in Death Vegas, Nevada. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, and obviously, like the style is very, like you mentioned earlier, is very attributed to like things like Tim Burton and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it has such it had unique a unique vibe, yeah, for sure. It was really cool. But you know what vibe was also really cool was the music of Soul oh, Eater. Oh my god, yes. All right, so let's talk about the music of Soul Eater. So we have our, obviously, Soul Eater honestly has some amazing music throughout its show, like the music that they have while they're fighting or just oh, while general sure. go about. It's so good. Very solid. Fantastic. But obviously what we're going to talk about here is our OP and ED. So let's talk about those. Our OP is Resonance by TM Revolutions. 
Lauren, tell me what did you thought about that opening? It was very dramatic. It was very high energy and it fits the anime perfectly. I was super pumped up listening to this song and the visuals matched it like flawlessly. I thought it was a very strong opening. Yeah, I think this is definitely an amazing OP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very like quintessential in its style. Like it, I think it follows a lot of like tropes of the anime OP like of Shonen, but I think it does it in such a very strong and unique way that I, I think it uh, resonates really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I loved it. It almost feels like a video game for me. Okay, when, okay. Yeah, when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is like a very punched up version of like Hollow Bastion from like Kingdom Hearts or like, oh, I would dance to this and Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, that just took me back. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. I it, it was a good time and I love how dark it is. Yes, yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's move on to that outro song. So our ED is I Wanna Be by Stance Punks. I wanna be. Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I was on the fence about this one, too. (laughs) Absolutely not. Terrible opinion. I'm sorry. You're allowed to not like this anime. You're super Uh allowed to not like this anime. What the fuck? This is such a good outro. I think think this song is super fun. Something about the vocalist (gasps) throws me off. Oh, my God. It throws me off. This is very hard for me to hear because, like, I'm such a punk kid. Like, I I was in school, like, punk... I mean, punk is still one of my favorite genres, but when I was in middle school, it was like the genre for me. Like, I was a very punk kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is such a well done punk song. And I'm just like, absolutely wrong, Lauren. But you're allowed to, you're, you're entitled to your, uh, unfortunately, my wrong opinion. Incorrect opinions. Well, Skylar, what did you think of this amazing outro? Um, oh. I had a lot of fun. I like, oh. I like that they took the color out of it. No, you know, I love Sky. I love punk. I love a good, like, mashup. It, it was just really fun. I like how it like lulls you into it. You think it's going to be like something chill and it's like, no, no, no. We're still pretty fun. It was very high energy. I enjoyed, I did enjoy that aspect of it. Oh, Lauren. Listen, it's kind of like Muse for me where I really like their songs, but every time I listen to their music, all I can hear is the main vocalist just inhaling really, really loudly. And so I can't listen to their music anymore. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry if I just ruined Muse for everybody out there, but I can't. All I hear is Matt Bellamy inhaling. But that's um, on purpose. <gasps> but it's so distracting for me that I can't listen to Muse, even though I really dig their stuff. It was the same for this song. This song was so good. Something about the vocalist was just off for me. And so I just, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I still think it was very good. You know, but you know, I respect your opinion <laughs> on this because like, I think to an extent, something that is very prevalent in punk and even in some like alternative rock is that they're not not traditionally great singers i think that's part of it like if you listen to something like i don't know this might be a controversial opinion to our listeners i don't know you listen to something like like vance joy or neutral milk hotel if you're looking in the punk scene pretty much any band i think part of it is that they don't sound like traditional music sounds is that they're Mm -hmm. supposed to sound unique very different and it's supposed to evoke like a very different feeling a very different sound i think part of punk honestly is not being very good at music but making amazing music regardless of that i think Mm. punk is so punk because it is like this singer isn't that great this guitarist knows four chords this bassist can plug at three strings and this drummer (laughs) can really beat on some sticks but doesn't know the technique that well but regardless they are still somehow putting out a banger of a fucking song that's fair (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and that's why not. Punk yeah. is played to house shows in like garages to 20 people and Panic and Disco plays in stadiums to millions, you know? like Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's They're, fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm wrong, but it's fine. You're not wrong ostensibly. I think societally you are right. In my heart of hearts uh, that is now broken, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but as a person, you are completely right. <laughs> So let's move on to our segment. What modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Resonance? So I wanted something that had a similar sound, but also had like that really upbeat, almost like lightness that this song has, where it's very just, I don't know, it's very up there. Dancy. Very dancy, yes. And so I ended up going with Disco Ensemble their song Drop Dead Casanova. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's like super strong because vocally it's a lot deeper. Production-wise, it's a lot slower. But I think it is not so much deeper that I couldn't see the reson- like the connection and it's not so slow that I don't think it matches. I think mm-hmm, it's just like mm-hmm. a great 70% match. Yeah, I really like the bridge. I think that definitely is where it shines a lot more. Yeah, that's where it sold me more. No, I'm not saying my choice is any better. Um, I feel I just wish it was a little bit more like EDM house kind of trans. And sure. Then, and then I think it would have been like a really great blend. Mm-hmm. Dang, I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see where Skylar's going to go because I don't think this goes that EDM or trans. But I'll go second uh, oh, no. because I feel like mine is more in line with Lauren's. So I feel like Skylar will have very similar critiques. So I oh, went no. with Nightmare by Set It Off. I like this. I think that they would do a really good job with this song. So um, I definitely like your, I love your choice, probably more than mine and definitely more than Lauren's. I see where it is and it gives me like the same vibe. I think this would be like a fantastic like AMV choice for Soul Eater. Mm. I just feel like I've, <laughs> when I said like DDR, I like, I have danced to a song so similar 
to it. And I I fully agree with you. I I tried to find a little bit more techno sound, but I couldn't find anything that was like that had the rock and vocal aspects while also having the EDM sound. So I'm curious to see where you landed on this. Well, I just need you to know that both of you probably have like a way better thing than me. Um, I did really struggle with this and I feel like I had to settle vibe wise, not necessarily voice or anything. Um, I went with I Am Gothic by Spray. Basically just the background music that I was like that's close enough <laughs> uh, okay it has the dancing elements yeah it's like it's like if someone gave you like the band camp files for resonance <laughs> and you were able to take at like have each instrument and each sample and everything be its own line and you deleted like 20 of the 24 lines and you just mm-hmm, left four mm-hmm. of them this would be great skylar this Damn. would be i knew i should have gone with my other choice <laughs> like this isn't a bad song but like what <laughs> um also there were like 50 remixes of this song and i definitely listened to one of them and i feel like one of them is like probably better <laughs> Oh, PJ won this one for sure. It's not even a contest. Um, I'm very curious to see for our outro what Lauren goes with, obviously, because it's not a genre <laughs> that she clearly likes. So Here's let's about, move yeah. to our outro, God. which is I Want to Be Again. So, Lauren, who did you pick for that? Okay. Um, my answer for this was kind of complicated because I ended up finding a group I liked the vocals for in a song when they were a featured artist in another person's song. <laughs> <laughs> So it like matches one person's style, but it has the vocals that I want. And it kind of ended up, it kind of ended up working and was the best guess I had. So I went with the used in the song Body Bag. Well, I mean, it's not the used. This is a Machine Gun Kelly song. It is a Machine Gun Kelly song, but it's the used part. Yeah, I mean, I think this shows how much you don't know about punk (laughs) very well, because like this is so pop punk and this and Mm -hmm. I want to be is not a pop punk song It is a straight punk song. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I think, like, Burt McCracken, his vocals are a lot more pop punk than they are punk. Like, I think this is, like, it is in the universe of the song, but it is not the song. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. one of the battle songs. Yeah. Like, this would be in the anime, but, like... Either, it's, like, not the, like, towards, it's not the yeah, outro. No. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's a bad choice. I think for not knowing much about punk, I think you made an educated guess. <laughs> You tried, and we appreciate it. You did try. And you know what? I think you did a lot better than if you hadn't put as much effort in. I get a participation trophy this week. No, No, no. you have a C. You don't get it. This is much more than a participation trophy. Participation trophy would have been if you just picked, like, something. You clearly put effort into selecting this, and I appreciate it. Yes. Skylar, who'd you go with? Um, I actually feel way more confident in my answer than my... (laughs) my opener um but i went with uh patient zero by snuff i think snuff is a phenomenal choice mm-hmm. i do think uh, the vocalist is a lot a lot Deeper. rougher a lot like yes. a, little, a, little, a little bit more bassy uh than you get from stance punks but i think stylistically it's a phenomenal match it's, yeah it's a really great choice I like this one a lot. Yeah. I tried to find a pretty holistic match. I'm in the the position I keep finding myself in here where I know the song that is this song. There's a perfect song out there and I can hear the basic noise of the first like 10 seconds of it, but I can't like clear up the image of the lyrics enough to type them in and figure out what song it is. So Mm -hmm. it's just there taunting me in the back of my head. So there is a better choice than this 
for sure what would be the perfect choice but since i do not have that perfect choice i have to go with my next best choice which is oi 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 by the cockney rejects yeah i think uh vocally that's great it's Mm -hmm. fantastic it's a great i feel like if we combined our songs it would be perfect yeah because i you know i will say like it doesn't go as fast Mm -hmm. uh, as dance does but i think the stylistically vocally especially it is like such a strong match yeah and also i think only goes to further show lauren that yeah punk is literally not about good vocals in the slightest (laughs) it isn't i learned a lot today you're like wow these guys don't know how to fucking sing wow none none of them know really how to but you know goddamn magic's so great (laughs) or magic goddamn music's so great <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, I think good choices all around, though. I think, um, you know, we all landed somewhere within the sphere of this anime at one point or another. I think that is where we are going to call it our music segment. And we are going to take a quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context. And who knows? See if we can uh, bring Soul Eater back from the quiet disappointment hell that Lord has beset it upon. Or uh, it's only going to solidify those opinions and... I think either way, you might be excited to find out what the final result is, because I am excited to see what the final result is. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We got to learn watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional fights, some additional characters, some additional souls. But all of those things aside, obviously, we came into this context with not a lot of positive feelings towards this anime throughout the context you were shown uh some other characters that perhaps you could relate to some other moments that could perhaps show you some of the growth and resonance that the show has Mm -hmm. and shown some of the fights that maybe would be the thing to drag you in but perhaps none of that was enough or maybe some of it was just enough regardless we won't know until we ask you the question lauren will you keep watching soul eater I don't think I would. This one just wasn't for me. And that's perfectly valid. I mean, I did enjoy more of the characters. The world is still super cool. I just, I don't know. I don't know. There was something missing. Maybe it was the fact that I, as much as I liked the characters and the diverse cast that we had, like there were a lot of different people, a lot of different abilities. None of them were like my person that I would continue to watch and continue to want to see grow and change. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was the that piece of the puzzle that was missing for me. I like them all, but there wasn't someone I was dedicated Connected to. Connected to. Yeah. It's not going to be a successful anime for you. And this one wasn't, as we have one of the few kawaii disappointments that we have gotten in the lore and era of the podcast mm-hmm. here for Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. As is tradition with a kawaii disappointment, we ask you who your least favorite character was, but I don't think it'll be that hard for you to answer. <laughs> um, uh I will say it was Black Star episode two. I do acknowledge that he changes and he grows later. So I, he's not as annoying later. But that beginning Black Star just Too was not the over. business for me. Yeah, that is 100% valid. And I think he is really annoying at the beginning point. And obviously, you see that it gets definitely better as mm-hmm. you go along. Most definitely. But, you know, 
uh, as much as the context is here to help with just giving you some additional, I mean, right, context, right? It's right there yeah. in the name. I think realistically, the decision of these uh, on this will always be based pretty solely on episode one and two. I think the context has like a 20% chance to sway, mm-hmm. but nothing so strong that I think um, it would completely change your opinion on a character. Uh, I think that is very valid. Skylar, I leave it to you to either pick your favorite or least favorite character. Um, well, you guys already know my least favorite. I, I talked about it at length. Um, um, so I'll go with favorite. This was actually a very difficult decision for me. Mm-hmm. I know there's so many great characters in this anime. There's a lot of cool people. And this might sound really basic, you guys. So I'm sorry. Because um, I do have two favorite characters. But I would say my favorite is Soul. Soul yeah. is so fucking good. I love Soul. I think Soul is also my favorite. I, I jump between Soul and Frankenstein mm, a lot. Yeah. Frankenstein was hot. very. He was very neat. And I, I think as an adult, I really love Frankenstein. Well, so Frankenstein's also the person who basically mentors Blackstar and makes him less annoying. Oh, Good for him. Oh, <laughs> He needed that. I'm glad he gets that. Uh, I also love Death the Kid. Oh, I yeah. Love Second favorite Maka. character. I mm. love... I mean, I pretty much do love every character in this anime to some extent. I do I do agree. I think Blackstar is probably my least favorite. He's like... In terms of like the main cast of characters, I, I think he's probably the bottom ranked for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's definitely side characters I like more than him. Like I'd take Excalibur over him any day. I'd take a uh, Killick <laughs> over him any day. But yeah, I think Soul is also my favorite. Soul's pretty cool. I do like seeing him and what he can do. Right. All right. So we have our kawaii disappointment in the book. Your wow. least favorite character locked down. But maybe we can end this on a positive note with some points as we jump to our closing segment. Because Lauren, it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an all right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Soul Eater. This anime is older than I'd anticipated, which I learned in the context, but I still went with a pretty modern song. We'll see. I went with Reaper by Sia. Lauren, of all the choices you could have gone with, apparently you went with the wrong one. So that's going to be zero points. Aww. There's no AMV to Reaper by Sia to Soul Eater. Let's do a second sweep to see if there are any AMVs to Soul Eater for any Sia song. And there are some. We have Titanium and Alive by Sia. Oh. Both have AMVs. So that is actually going to be two points, Lauren. Hey, that's, that's better than zero. It's a lot I, better than zero. I can tell zero. you, anytime we ever go to zero, I do check the artist. And almost always, it's like, no, if it wasn't this song, it wasn't going to be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still, uh, you still got your two points. Hey, look at me. Um, since it's two points, we won't go into our top three AMVs that should have been selected. But since it's two points, I will tell you what the number one AMV is. Uh, and it is like the number one AMV. Like if you look up Soul Leader, uh, like any Soul Leader thing, like just straight up type Soul Leader into YouTube and search, sort it by view count. It's like the number two video oh is God. an AMV for Soul Leader to This is Halloween. This is, oh my God, that makes that's sense. such a... Obviously, Especially with Death why the didn't kid. I take it? 
Oh man, this is a Halloween ass anime. This like, is a oh, very yeah, Halloween. Halloween anime. Oh uh, my but, god. Uh, you know this is a this is a podcast of rare occurrences. We have a kawaii disappointment. Two points in the book. Wow. But you know what? Maybe we'll end it with a three. So, Lauren, do you think that there is an AMV for Soul Eater to Evanescence? Bring me to life. All right, Lauren. Um, yes, there has to be because you're dealing <laughs> with death, so. But you know what? We've had animes that deal with death that don't end Didn't. up with an enemy for Bring Me to She's Life. She's feeling out the vibe. My, my Evanescence tells me yes. <laughs> well, as always, Lauren, your Evanescence is on point. Of course, there are multiple AMVs to Soul Leader for Bring Me to Life, which puts you at three points. A Damn. unique combination of three points, for to be sure. But here we are, a kawaii disappointment in the book. Three Woo! points unlock and another journey through an anime lauren thank you for as always for at least trying these anime with us you know thank you for showing this to me i did enjoy going into this world even though i will not be going back you know what i'd actually be really curious and this might be an episode we do later on down the line if Uh you would like soul eater not because soul eater not follows a different set of characters oh they're people with those same level of powers, but they struggle to control them. And they're literally just at the academy to learn how to control them so they don't become a threat to themselves and others. Oh, so it's interesting. A it's a very different cast of characters. So, you know, since you love the world so much, I'm curious if a different cast of characters might bring you into it a little bit more. Who knows? Maybe hmm. that'll be something we revisit down the line. But regardless, the world of Soul Leader is great, but this version of it was not for you. Not and that is me. totally fine. And I hope that our listeners enjoyed listening to this those parts of it i hope they enjoyed the debate the conversation and i hope they had a good time a fun time a soul eater time a not time a kawaii <laughs> disappointment time for the first time in a long time time wow. but until next time we hope your weight isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar i've been lauren and don't forget music taste is subjective and lauren just doesn't like good music is all i'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> Good is subjective. Music yes, is subjective, subjective. But Lauren's right, taste is Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.